0: Hi there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley, a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I talk to a different creative professional every week about what it's like to be them and do their thing. And this week, thanks to my friend Leanne, I was able to connect with Mark and Delicato. He was the actor who played Betty's younger brother, Justin, on Ugly Betty. And I hadn't met him before before but Leanne hooked us up and it was awesome. So before we get to that conversation, I just want to let you know that there's lots going on at DennisAnyone.net. If you go there, you can subscribe to my monthly newsletter. You can take my audience poll. And I know I've been harping on this a long time, but it's a new year. I'm almost to the amount of people that I can get so that I can start to get uh, advertiser interest. So if you haven't taken it already, go take the poll. It takes a few minutes, but I really, really, really appreciate it. You can also um, buy merchandise there. There's links to my novels and my short films. And there's also a tip jar there. So if you feel like kicking in a little money to help me pay for hosting and stuff and keep the podcast free, everything you kick in there is really, really, really appreciated. So that's my big plug. And now onto the conversation. Here is Mark indelicato Delicato. He's from Ugly Betty. And last year he was in Gregor Rocky's Greg movie... White Bird in Blizzard, alongside Shailene Woodley and Gabriel Sidibe. So enjoy. All right, I am here with Mark Indelicato, who we all know is Justin from Ugly Betty. We're now you're in Los Angeles, but you're going to school in New York. Yes, but you're here visiting family and friends. You're visiting my parents and my friends from high school. Yeah. And is this where you lived when you went to high school? We're in a we're in an apartment in the San Fernando Valley. Yeah.
1: Um, I did my first two years of high school in New York because right. we were still shooting Ugly Betty. Right. And then the show ended in 2010 when I was a sophomore in high school. Right. And uh, my parents and I moved back to Los Angeles, and I finished high school here.
0: Wow. The show ended right in the middle of high school. Yeah. That's, I was a sophomore in high school. That's that's a interesting time. Like, you almost want it to be before or after or whatever. Yeah. Like, you're like, okay, you're done. <laughs> now you're a junior and senior. You know, I don't know. What was that like? It was, it was great. I mean, I, I feel like maybe I
1: might have missed out on certain, you know, teen activities. But right. then, I don't know, talking to my friends that, like, have been in high school, you know, went to high school all the way through right. and, you know, went to school. We're like, you didn't really miss that yeah. much. Yeah, Being that, a teenager sucks.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that sweetheart, sweetheart's ball dance in February yeah. of whatever wasn't the, that great. I got anyway. to go to prom and yeah. I, like,
1: did all of that stuff and went to the football games and whatever. That was enough for me. I don't really not okay. really a very school-spirited person right. anyway, so it, it all of that stuff didn't really matter to I me. I
0: remember that in high school, as everyone, you don't have any spirit. They'd always talk about having spirit. I have no school spirit. <laughs> <laughs> but did you, was it easy enough to make friends, and you had enough friends? For, I did. It wasn't uh, like you were just plunked in there and didn't know anybody.
1: Uh, my freshman year of high school um, was when the show moved to New York from L.A., yeah. so I was kind of... I wanted to go to school because I hadn't been to a real school since I was in sixth grade. Right. Because that's when the show started. So I was like, I'm going into high school. I really want to go to school for real. Um, So I met, you know, three of my best friends. um, To this day, I met in New York in that high school. And then uh, friends of mine that I had out here before we moved went to the school that I went to when I came back to L.A. Oh, so
0: it worked out. You had people. It was
1: a pretty seamless transition. I didn't ever walk into... Uh, at least like 11th and 12th grade, I was really nervous because it's like everyone already has like their cliques and their friend groups. And it's, it's hard. Like people are really mean and cruel. And so, you know, it was nice that I I was able to walk into my junior year, at least with friends, you know, as a safety net.
0: Of course. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I love that. Now, when you auditioned to play Justin, did you, did, how did they talk about that role then? Because he was obviously very flamboyant, right. and the end of the series coming out and stuff like that. But when it was first talked about, and I don't know how old you were when you auditioned, how, how, how did they talk about it? Was it like he loves fashion? He loves all this stuff? I mean, I was 11 when I right.
1: auditioned for the show, um, and was 11 when I, when we shot the pilot. Right. So, and the, originally the show, you know, the show is based off of a, a telenovela. Right. Um, and there was no... Justin is not a character in any of the other versions. Um, it was a... He was kind of developed and derived from the showrunner's own experiences um, growing up in, you know, a Latin family.
0: Right, based on his... He, based He on was his, Justin in a way.
1: Right. Okay. I mean, essentially, yeah, Justin was a reflection of, of his own right. childhood.
0: And we're talking about Silvio... Silvio Horton, Horta, yeah, yes. Who I know a little bit. Right, okay.
1: Um... And so when I went in to, to read for it, it was, I don't know. I mean, I did it like I, I would have done any other audition. I think right. that it was like, he was kind of, he was always been a sassy and very, you know, a nonconformist, I guess. Right. Um, but these were things that I wasn't, I mean, I, I don't think that, you know, you have the competence to think about those things right, when you're 11 course. years old. Right, of course. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It was kind of, I don't even remember how they really described it to me. It was more so just, I read it the first time and they just liked that I, the way that I did it, I guess. Right. Um, and I don't think that the work on his character and in relation to myself was, was really talked about until we were shooting the show. Until, right. you know, it was really underway. Right. Um, and I really didn't have to think about his sexuality that much as far as like how I was going to portray that until the very last season. Right. So by this time, you know, you're I was very comfortable. You felt safe with everyone and safe with everyone, safe with myself and safe with the character. I felt right. like I really knew him.
0: Was in terms of like growing up, was he ahead of you or were you ahead of him? I was a year older than him. So you were a little bit ahead of him. Like right. things that you were thinking about maybe he would think about in a year or two or Yeah,
1: I mean we Simon mm-hmm. we were we were kind of making these these discoveries about, you know, ourselves and Around the uh, the same time, so yeah. it was really, it was great. Yeah. I mean, in hindsight, it was awesome to have had kind of this fictional experience, right?
0: Because in the real life, you're like, oh, I wish I had a perfect line to say right, right there, exactly. and then you get to have the perfect line or whatever.
1: And I feel like a lot of people that I that I talk to, that you know, like fans or you know, just people that I've come into contact with that have had you know their experiences with coming out, they. They often were like, "I don't know how to do it, and I don't, you know, how, what is the right way to come out of the closet, whatever." Right. And I, I guess that, at least with my own personal experience, having Justin's experience be so kind of stylized and uh, and also fictional, it it really did inform a lot of the ways that I like approached my own my own coming out, right? And, um, and I'm really thankful for that because I honestly the way that that it happened in the show. They pride we prided ourselves on not making this huge announcement where Justin never comes out in the show and says I'm gay. Right. It's all kind of n- nothing is said. It's just kind of understood.
0: Right. And I, I love that episode at the time, and I just went back and watched clips, and I was crying this morning in my house <laughs> when the dancing is so beautiful and that song is so beautiful. Yeah. Like they nailed it.
1: Yeah. They did it so well. They did well. such a good job, and and uh and I think you know it it wasn't even just because the character was based off of of Silvio, that that it needed to be handled with care and not in a very stereotypical way. I think that everyone really was passionate about presenting homosexuality in young people as not a taboo, as not some sort of anomaly, as something that's just a normal process of life for a lot of people.
0: Right, and that's kind of where we were in terms of portrayals in general, in the media. Like, we'd seen all the big speeches. Exactly. This was sort of something subtler and newer and fresher. And I don't really, and I'm just a firm believer in
1: the fact that I don't, my friends that are, you know, anyone that is straight doesn't have to go to their parents or to their loved ones and say, listen, I need to tell you something, right. guys. I'm straight. And so I I never felt like I needed to make some straight, like, crazy announcement right. to, like, People magazine of, like... right. I'm gay! You know, it's like, I I just don't think that sexuality is that big of a deal. Right. Um,
0: (laughs) What was it like when the episode aired? And then the, do you remember the reactions or where you watched it? Or was it, was it, it was before Twitter really caught on. So there wasn't like that.
1: It was before, yeah. It was before Twitter like took over. Right. Um, social media sphere. But, um, I, I actually haven't seen the episode you haven't watched it? No, <laughs> it's so good. I've only seen like you know two clips from the episode. So why haven't you watched it? I've o- I've only seen maybe like four or five episodes of Ugly Betty. Like I've never seen. We did eighty-five episodes, so I yeah. probably haven't seen like around eighty of yeah. them.
0: <laughs> so if I asked you what's your favorite, you'd say probably
1: the one I saw. I remember. <laughs> I mean, I remember all of them. I remember right. the storylines yeah. and everything because you know you're there working and uh, and, yeah, and table your reads and everything. Are, but yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just don't really like watching myself ever. Yeah. It's, it's very, and I think also it, I did, because in hindsight, I guess, Justin and I are, are very similar, but we're very, very different. And it, yeah. I think it freaked me out a little bit to see myself playing a character that reflected parts of myself. Right. Um, it was just a very confusing thing to watch, I guess. Uh, yeah. So I, I think that maybe if I watched it now, I I mean, yeah. It's not, I, I mean, I, I see pictures from years ago, and it's yeah. just like, that just doesn't even, I don't identify with him anymore. So.
0: Wow. What was the favorite thing that you wore on the show? Was there something that you loved, that you took home, that you were I like, did. I have this?
1: <laughs> At the end, Um, I was obsessed with this double-breasted plaid um, band of outsiders blazer. Right. Uh it was so like, you know, early nineties, like yacht.
0: Yeah. And,
1: um, (laughs) and you know, and I took it (laughs) and and I still wear it all the time. I love it. There you go. What color is it? It's, um, I mean, it's all different plaids. It's it's kind of like patchwork. Um, so there's like oranges and blues and reds and yellows and greens. It's, it's awesome. It's a lot, but it's great.
0: Now, I imagine playing that part at that time you would get letters from young people mm-hmm. who were going through things. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Um
1: I mean it, it it's amazing and it it was amazing. I I I just think that being so young, it was like I didn't really know how to I guess give advice. Or, right. Well, it,
0: a lot of times when people are playing, you know, teenagers, gay teenagers, they're 20 playing right. 16. Right. They're a little, you know what I mean. You were right there. I was in, right there. Yeah, um, going through
1: these things myself, and and not even just in terms of sexuality. I mean, it's like in those years, you know, you're just growing up. You know, you're just figuring out who, like, what, who you even are at all. Yeah, like the the base level of your identity. Yeah. So it's it, it was really hard for me, I guess, to. To respond to these to these things, just because I felt like who I, I wasn't qualified, I right. still don't feel qualified right. to give people advice on you know what they're going through. One, because Justin is a fictional character, um, and two, because I've never in my own life have had a difficult experience with with sexuality or right. with you know who I am. So I guess that that's what's been really hard is to just identify. Or to even try to understand what a lot of these kids are going through. Right. Because I mean, it's it's tragic. A lot of a lot of the letters that I've gotten. It's just they're so horrible and sad. And you know, how do you respond to that as yeah. a thirteen year old with another thirteen year old writing to you? Yeah. Um, but I mean, but it, it, it did inspire me definitely, you know, getting those heartfelt letters to to do the best that I could.
0: Because you've done some some advocacy work. Like, didn't you do an episode of, uh, of Dr. Phil about bullying yeah. and things like that? So yeah. So you've stepped out in a way like that.
1: Yeah. And I I just don't think, you know, I guess for myself, I just don't want to, I never wanted to be looked at as, like, the poster child for sure. gay, right? Because of how unqualified I felt. Right. And still feel. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely have stepped out about, you know, my support. Right. Um... But I just don't think that if I think that it's different now, if I was to come and say something but I mean,
0: at the time you
1: were, yeah, because now it's like, I'm in college and I minor in you know, gender and sexuality studies. So I can actually have like a conversation about it, but you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to kind of wrap your head around the fact that people are also looking to you
0: for answers. Yeah. Um, when you're looking for them yourself, right. And also, what's it like to go to grow up on television physically? I mean, were your sizes constantly changing and they um, would gosh, aboard, they would come yeah. in and say, these pants don't work anymore. And like, yeah. you're going through puberty on television.
1: Yeah. Um, the most awkward years of my life are archived in television. So. But
0: you're pretty cute through all of it, I have to say.
1: Well, I look at those, <laughs> I look at, the, I, oh man, <clears throat> it's so embarrassing. I mean, my friends, my friends love like Googling me. That's like their favorite thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just are like, they friends
0: well, that are in the business or not? No, the no, they're my okay. friends in New
1: York. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, none of them are actors. They're right. all, you know, in fashion or in photography or whatever. So their favorite activity is to Google me like Mark Delicato 2007. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. It's so annoying. Um, right. Yeah. No, it, it I mean, there are definitely, you know, good and bad ass. I mean, sure. It, it, it was great. I mean, I would never take... I wouldn't be who I am, obviously, if it wasn't for the experiences that I had as a young person, but as a very young person.
0: Yeah. But, um... It's the- just interesting. I mean, even as a fan, if I watch a show like Modern Family... Yeah. And the kid that plays Luke, like, one summer, he just grew up. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just... As a viewer, you're like, whoa, you know? And so what that must be like from your side must be interesting, too.
1: I mean, I, I feel like, yeah, in between the second and third season is when I really changed a lot. Yeah. Like my braces were off and I like got taller and I kind of like grew into my face a little bit more. Um, And I mean, I got a lot of, uh, you get a lot of attention for that stuff because it's like, Oh no, like he's growing up. Right. And then now it's funny to see, you know, like different, different things about like the way that I dress now in New York and when I go out and like have my photo taken or something they like put these like compar- side by side side by side yeah. photos of like me now and yeah. like me when I'm 12 years old and it's just I mean of course it's just I feel like I'm just compared to that part of my life obviously because it's what I'm most recognized sure. for but at the same time like everyone no one wants to be remembered for their yeah <laughs> their most awkward years I sure. mean you know But, whatever, I'll take what I can get.
0: There you go. When it ended, was it, were you like, what now? Or I'm just going to go back to school? Or how big of an adjustment was that? How much postpartum, like, oh, these people are like my family. It was a big adjustment.
1: I mean, you know after four years, I just got so comfortable as a, and especially being, you know, we, I was turning 16 when the show ended. So I was like, this is going to be my life forever. Like, the yeah. show's never going to end. Right. Um, and it, yeah, I just got comfortable in the character and the people that I'm around. And so it was a shock to kind of have to take a step back and be like, well, if I really want this, then I'm going to have to keep, you know, go back to the drawing board, essentially, and like, audition and go and get it. Right. Um, and I just decided that, you know, I wanted to finish high school and go to college and get my education.
0: You're pulling a Jodie Foster. I love it. I, I guess so. Right. What are you studying at NYU? Uh,
1: international relations. Nice. Um, and I focus specific cause I go to Gallatin at NYU. So it's individualized study okay. where you create your own program. Nice. Uh, so I'm focusing on how U.S. foreign policy affects Middle Eastern women. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's really interesting. I have a good buddy, one of my <laughs> yes. best friends is a filmmaker. He's from Jordan, and he's making a new film project uh, about four Jordanian sisters, and they're all totally different. Mm-hmm. I'll send you some info on it if you're interested. Absolutely, yeah. I would love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's his, his... He's making it for his mother as a sort of, like, a challenge to the way women are treated there yeah, and absolutely. their options and how they... Deal Absolutely. with identity. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's, what made you interested in that? Um,
1: You know, I went into NYU w- focusing on fashion journalism. Right. Of course. And, there um, you go. Well, I've worked at so, Mo. Yeah, it's like <laughs> life imitating art. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Here's um, my recommendation from yeah,
0: Willamina. I mean, from uh, Daniel Mead. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, I, I took a few classes my freshman year and I just became so interested in, in you know, foreign affairs and um, American studies. And I guess in thinking about it, because I'm writing my concentration and my rationale for my final thesis now. Wow. Um, I, I think that, gr- I mean, I've only grown up in a world, in an America, where we've been at war with the Middle East. I mean, I was in second grade when 9-11 happened. So wow. I...
0: Were you in New York?
1: No. uh, We were living in Philadelphia at the time. But, so from the time I was in second grade, you know, my collective consciousness has always been kind of skewed towards this, this like hypothetical enemy that we're fighting. There's
0: something scary going on
1: there. Something scary that's going on there, but no one is telling you what's really going on and what the United States' role is in all of this. Um... And I guess that in going to college and just learning, just learning, um, you know, I've come to realize over the past few years that the way that Americans see the United States is not the way that the international community sees the United States. Um, And I mean, it was really depressing and really scary when I was making these initial kind of discoveries and having these kind of like epiphanies in my mind of like, wait, this might not be, you know... (laughs)
0: I remember traveling to Brazil. I think in the, during the Bush years, yeah, and there would be like graffiti up, like "F Bush." Like I was like, "Whoa!" And I mean, <laughs> and
1: I, you know, with all of that being said, I'm the first to criticize the United States, especially, you know, in the kind of discourse that I'm that I'm talking about. But you know, I'm I do like to kind of say at the same time, like I'm very proud to be like all of that knowledge that I have like collected as allowed me to understand, like, how lucky I am to be an American. Especially as a gay man. Right. You know, I mean, there's so many issues in this country that we're still working out, but I'm not, like, thrown in jail or, like, you know, beheaded. Hung in the
0: square for it, yeah. For it.
1: I mean, yeah, you're not... um, I guess the oppression is just more... It's just more violent, but, you know... That violence and and that hatred towards the United States is not an anomaly, and it doesn't come from uh, it doesn't come out of nowhere. Right, let's just say that.
0: And you said you were you had another a minor, or you were also yeah, a doing... minor
1: in uh, gender and sexuality studies.
0: That's interesting.
1: It's great. I love it. Um, it's I, I and I didn't I didn't really take it on because of my own sexuality. It's just because I I honestly I feel really uncomfortable around, um, like gay men, my own age. Uh, I don't know why. I I just don't know how it's a very strange thing. Um, so I, I took on these, these sexual gender and sexuality studies classes because, um, I wanted to kind of understand what being gay actually meant or like what queer culture actually is. Um, because just because, you know, you're gay doesn't mean that you just automatically have this understanding. Right. Like but you just get it. And history we're history and culture. Same.
0: Yeah. And it evolves. Uh, yeah. Are the classes like lecture classes or are they sort of more, um, I don't know, clinic, clinical type things or what um, are they?
1: What? I have some lectures yeah. like, uh, you know, my, my law classes, like my constitutional law class yeah. was like a big lecture, but, um, it's really great at NYU at, at Gallatin. You have access to every school at NYU, so you can take a class in Stern, but also take a class in Social Cultural Analysis. So, in the SCA programs and Gallatin programs, it, they're all uh, seminar based. So there's only about seventeen to twenty five kids in in these classes.
0: Right, but you, you so it's so you, since you're sort of creating your own curriculum in mm-hmm. a sense. Do you, do you get to know classmates very well or do, or do people sort of come and go? Is there less of a social aspect to it?
1: There definitely is less of a social aspect and I think also because NYU is this urban setting. I mean it's it's not a campus school. Yeah. You're um, not like
0: doing keggers at the dorm. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And at least and I've never I never lived in the dorms. Right. So I, you know, I just like went from LA to an apartment and went to school. I, I mean, I, again, I'm not school spirited at all. Yeah. So <laughs> I went to NYU, not because of the pretty colors and the mascot, like right.
0: in the football team. They don't even they have don't, a football team. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: I, you know, I went there because I, I wanted to learn and yeah. you have the opportunities to learn from really amazing, smart people. But I have a really great friend who was, I met in a class that I took last year And this past semester, we took the uh, the same class. Yeah. Um, We both didn't know each other. We only talked, you know, a few times. And then in this class that we took this semester, we ended up becoming really great friends. So I see and meet and, you know, re-meet people. Yeah. Um, You feel like you have enough of a social thing A lot of my friends just don't go to NYU either. I really only have, like, off, you know, if I can think about it, like, three friends from NYU.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Now, because you looked quite different when you were doing Ugly Betty, do you get recognized very much? I do. It, it's really strange. I mean,
1: I, I definitely can, like, live a normal life. I mean, yeah. I'm not, like, you know, followed Pitt, around. Yeah. It's like, which I would not ne- like, I just would never want that. Like, I'm so happy that I can go out and, you know, be debaucherous and not have anyone take my picture or something. right. right. <laughs> but, um... My hair was bleached blonde for a while, and I was like... Right after I graduated high school, I was like, I'm bleaching my hair, and no one's going to recognize me. And I'm going to be completely anonymous. Right. And so I... Did uh, it work? No. It made it even worse. (laughs) I swear, it was so weird. I was like, I'm going to bleach all of my hair, I'm going to cut it all off, and no one's going to recognize me anymore. And I went to New York, and I guess that... uh, it was on the, it was in some, like, magazine or something that I was, that I, like, was going to NYU. And, um, and they showed, like, a picture that I had posted on Instagram. So dumb, I just shouldn't have posted any pictures. Yeah. Of my new, up <laughs> You like, brought
0: it on yourself. I brought it on myself. <laughs> Social yeah. media. I know. But, it's so um, hard to know how to do that right.
1: And, type. yeah, and I got to New York, and, um... And I like went out with my friends and there were like photographers outside of like the club that we went to. Yeah. And um and so then after that people started recognizing me at NYU because yeah. of my because of my hair.
0: Right. Backfired. Backfired. So there now it's back to black. Okay. Um, so I as an ugly Betty cast member, I need your opinion <laughs> on something. No. Vanessa Williams is doing a concert in town in a couple of weeks. Yes. I was gonna get the discount tickets on Gold Star, but they're all gone. Do I need to pony up and go to that show? Yes. Okay. You have to go to that show. Okay. She's the sixteen. It's the sixteen. She's the she's the Are baddest you Gonna be gone. Bitch. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Why should I go? I've been a fan of hers forever. Because she's the
1: baddest bitch, and she's Vanessa Williams. I, I mean, know. Come on. I know. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's talented. She's like, I don't know. She's like my, like my aunt slash other mom. Like I feel like I have like a lot of like surrogate mothers from Ugly Betty. Right. Although you probably didn't do a lot
0: of of scenes together, but you were... No, but
1: when I was really... In the second season is when I did most of my stuff with Vanessa. Yeah. And so that was like... Or no, in the first season even. And so that was just so nerve-wracking for me because, you know, here I am, this, like, 12-year-old kid, and it's, like, Vanessa Williams, you know? And she's the warmest... She's the warmest... One of the warmest people I've ever met.
0: But she has this kind of thing about her oh I got it she knows she can do she knows all the things she can do like and And she wants to she wants to do them all yeah yeah
1: and it's and it's just like this sheer confidence that is just but it's contagious you know what I mean because she has this confidence and this air about her and it's contagious because then you when working with her you feel like well wait you know I'm doing this with Vanessa Williams I can be yeah I can be a bad bitch, too. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You need to go. Okay, it's gonna happen. And it's she's still... Happen. I mean, and, and you know, you see all of these divas that have just, like, lost their voices. Right. You know who I'm talking about. Right. Vanessa Williams is not one of those yeah. divas. She still
0: has it. I just saw her in the A Trip to Bountiful, the play. She was dynamite. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anna Ortiz and I saw her when it was um, on Broadway. And Love yeah, it. Was, it.
0: So you still hang out with some of those people when you can? Yeah. I see America all the time because we're both in New York. Do you feel... Is there a sibling feeling to you guys? We or is are, it different than that? We're like...
1: I mean, it's strange because America's... America and I were the closest in age. We were right. the youngest. So... But she's just old enough. Just like a, a good amount old enough where she can give me a lot of advice. And, right. um so she is, like, my older sister, but she kind of is, like, my aunt, too. Yeah. Because um, it's kind of... Yeah, she's just really protective over me and is... And that's so... I mean, it, I feel really safe, like, with these people. I mean, it's it's such a blessing to me that I have such amazing people yeah. around me that actually give a shit. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. It's not even like, oh, you know... I care about you. If we cross paths again, and I'm right. sure like that happens with some people, but the people from Ugly Betty that have stayed in my life, um, you know, I feel like it's it's for the long term.
0: Yeah, for sure. in it for good.
1: I mean, I'm headed to Anna's house right after we finish this interview. Oh, I love it. Yeah, all right, we'll
0: tell her I said hello. I will. She doesn't know me, but I think she's awesome. <laughs> um, I think she's awesome. Does, do you feel a maternal thing with her?
1: One hundred percent.
0: Yeah, but
1: That's again, funny. I mean, we talk like. She gives me advice as if she's my mother, but then we like gossip like we're best friends. Right. So it's and uh, yeah, and and her kids are just like you know I'm like Uncle Marky. Love it. It's, it's just yeah, it makes me it's, it warms my
0: heart. It makes me feel really good. All right, I'm gonna go see Vanessa. <laughs> I have to. I you knew I to. had to. I just needed you to sign off on it. <laughs> What's your favorite souvenir from Ugly Betty? Did you take something? Apart my favorite from the clothes?
1: souvenir. I can actually show it to you. It's in oh, the good. room. Oh, All right, um, we'll do that
0: afterwards. Just it's describing. in
1: the. Uh, it was in the Suarez house, and it it was on like some rack like this, like in the kitchen, like far away where you couldn't even really see it. But it's like this tiger lamp. It's like this black tiger, like crawling up this log with like gold stripes, with this red, um, like oval uh, shade. Right. It's so cool. It's so cool. So
0: at the end, you're like, does anyone want this lamp? I think I kind of want this lamp. Or how did that work? Um, well...
1: <laughs> whatever, it's been so long. <laughs> they, <laughs> they told us that we couldn't take anything. Right. But, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Me and the, me and the uh, one of the PAs, uh, who was just, like, the best. He was just, like, the best Kevin. Uh, we just waited until, like, everyone was gone and I brought, like, a suitcase in. <laughs> And the and the <laughs> and Pat Fields and all you know, Patricia Field and, and all of the and her whole team up in the closet were like, all right, come in, like get your stuff, like get all of everything that you want and you know, go, like get out. <laughs> so So we like emotions like... eleven. Seriously, it was <laughs> like the heist, like going in, I was like taking just pulling stuff off the rack, like <sighs> And then we ran through, like, all of the sets, and I was like, Kevin, get that, get that! <laughs> the transpo van was waiting outside yeah.
0: of the... Right. <laughs> we... Was this the last... This was... It was, like,
1: the last day You're... on you... on the set. Yeah. Um, Like, on the... Because the rest of my stuff was, like, on location. Right. For the rest of the shooting days. So we just had, you know... The transbo van outside of the stage, and he was just like carrying lamps and like <laughs> shit out and just like throwing it in the van. And we just drove off, and I was yeah. like, Peace! Like, yeah,
0: you made a getaway, whatever. Yeah, I I love it. I'm never giving it back. That's so cool, though. Like, what's They it probably doing? didn't even miss it. Come on, it's sitting in
1: a warehouse yes. somewhere. Like,
0: <laughs> you might as well love it. Just I also got it, brought it a good home.
1: this really awesome, like, uh, AK 47 gold floor lamp.
0: What do you mean AK forty seven? It's literally shaped like an AK forty seven. It's shaped like an
1: AK forty seven and it's gold and it's like this floor lamp with this big black shade on it. Where was it? It was in Mark and Amanda's apartment. Oh. It wasn't even in any of my suit, like any of my (laughs) I just went in and I
0: stole it. (laughs) I don't care. Did you see um, Michael Urey and Byron Sellers? Yes, I did. I saw it like two or three times. I love it so
1: much. He's another one. So Fucking talented. Like, yeah. he's so talented, it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. I, I love it. My friend wrote the play, and I just thought it was so smart and so funny. Um, you also worked with Greg Araki recently. Yes, I did. And I know him a little bit. I, we went on a big group vacation for a friend's birthday, and we were in Hawaii together and his movies are so edgy and he goes there and yet in person he's like a teddy bear he's, he's so sweet. so nice it like almost didn't add up but then it sort of did in a kind of beautiful way
1: it makes so much sense i think i think that he's uh he's an extremely passionate person especially when it comes to his work because i mean his films he writes them he directs them i mean right. it's it's all about it's all him and it's all his vision um and that, and with him being so nice and being so approachable and easy to work with, that, it makes it even better. Because, you know, like we were shooting, I remember on my first day, you know, I was sitting in the hair trailer and my hair... Um,
0: yeah, I saw some stills from it. Yeah. Describe your hair.
1: My hair, it, it, well, we're, it takes place in the late 80s and my character Mickey is like a new wave Um, you know, like, soft-cell kind of underground kid. And my hair was blonde at the time, uh, and they were spray-painted, like, pink, green, blue, all of these different colors into my hair. And um, Greg was sitting in in the hair trailer, kind of, like, being like, I need more pink here and more green here because of the lighting and, like... And I just had never experienced that before, where a director was it's sitting literally there going
0: through like
1: going strand by strand, my yeah strands of my <laughs> hair being like, there's too much green. I need more blue, yeah. here, you know? And from that point on, I mean, I only worked on the movie for like, you know, two weeks or something. right? And they shot the movie, I think in like a month. Right. So to have all of that passion and to be under so much pressure, um, I mean, it's just really admirable. And yeah. I think the film, I'm so, so proud to be in that film. I'm, I mean, I, as soon as, as soon as, uh, you know, he, as soon as I was even asked to go in and read for it, I was like, I have to get this Yes, part. I have to work with Gregor Rocky.
0: And it's called White Bird in a Blizzard. Yes, it is. And it's co-stars Sh- Shailene Woodley, Gabri Cidibay. Shiloh Fernandez, Chris yeah. Maloney, Chris Eva Maloney. Green. Angela Bassett. Do I need to go see Chris Maloney in concert?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so.
0: <laughs> Whatever he's doing, he's something else. Anyway, what what kind? What's the story about?
1: Um, it's based off of a novel, and uh, Shailene's character, Kat, um, her mother, played by Eva Green, disappears, um, essentially out of thin air. And it's this kind of like coming of age story. It, it picks up we're seniors in high school. And Gabourey and I play like her best friends, um, and it goes from when we're seniors in high school to when we're sophomores in college. So from eighty, I think eighty eight to ninety one. Right. Um. So, I mean, I yeah, it, there's just so many twists and turns. I, I never really described it to my friends and my friends went to see it and they were like, I'm so happy that you didn't tell us anything because I can't really tell you anything without giving away what goes what sure. goes on in the film. Um, but I will say that it's amazing and everyone should go see I it. I
0: want to go see it. Has it, it came out briefly or it it, it's not out. on DVD yet?
1: It's not I on DVD yet. You it. can get it on iTunes, I know. Oh, okay. Um, I'll yeah, do that. I'm sure you can rent it on iTunes. Yeah. Um, and it's playing, I mean, yeah, it was playing in select theaters. Sure. And you were at um,
0: Sundance with it.
1: Yeah, was that cool? It was so awesome. It was like my it was my first time going, yeah. so it was awesome to go like with a film. And
0: was it fun to play a character that's different than Justin?
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: Mickey was even more like myself because
1: yeah. he. I mean, Greg really also is. I think that this is really a smart thing. Is he picks actors, uh, and gives them the freedom to do what what they want. Like that was what was so awesome is that, you know, Shailene and Gabby and I met each other and immediately just had this kind of kinship and this connection and this, you know, we laughing all the time and he wanted that, you know, to be reflected in the, in the film on screen. And, uh, and I guess when I went to him and was like, is there anything that you, you know, want me to think about or like, whatever. And he was like, no, just like do what you did in the audition. That was great.
0: Just do you, do
1: your thing. thing." And, um, and yeah. And I, and so I was able to kind of put some of my self into it. I love Um, it. it, It's fun. It's a really great movie. Is it comedic at all? Or is it mostly?
0: Okay. I mean, some of these movies get pretty intense.
1: Gabby and my, uh, characters are kind of like the the more comedic side. And and Shiloh's role as well, Um, Phil, he's just like, you know, the boy next door, like really dumb. Right. And just, you know, gets all of these like coin sayings wrong. And it's funny. Eva Green is unbelievable. I want to be friends with her. She does crazy so good.
0: I want to be friends with her and I want to learn about like recycling and I want to do all the stuff that she does. And like, I feel like she, I feel like she knows the secrets of the universe. She does. What matters. Does. She's like,
1: she's the coolest, like, the coolest person ever. Yeah. I, I really think, I mean, on the last day, she like, she really got to know everyone. And right. like, and I just, I knew that she wanted to get to know me and did get to know me because on my last day, she brought in like gift baskets for everyone, like personalized.
0: Right. She probably handcrafted artisan or <laughs> So we were talking, she knows that I,
1: like, love red wine. So she yeah. got me, like, a bottle of red wine and she knows that I, you know, was looking for, like, some new tobacco. So she got me this, like, jar of tobacco that she described, you know, where it came from and what the flavor is. I was like, dude, are you the most thoughtful <laughs> yeah, person I got ever gift card.
0: I feel a little bad. I
1: know. I was <laughs> like, well,
0: I have, like, this hug for you. Like, I- <laughs> God damn. That's so fun. So now it seems like you've got acting and school. And how is that balance going? Are you, do you are you actively like looking to audition for more things or Are you like focusing on school? How are you managing? Um
1: that? I'm not actively looking right now. I mean, Whitebird came along you know when I I got the part like September of 2012, so that's right when I started college. Right. Um, and we filmed it in November of 2012.
0: So, so it was I, a little while ago, even though it just yeah, came out. This I'm a junior it.
1: now. So, I mean, yeah. it was two years ago in November. Um, and so since then I haven't been looking to do anything. I mean, I would love to work, but I, I just don't want to have to be like, okay, well I'm going to take a semester off and go work on this series in LA and then the series go, and then I'm like, well, I'll just go back to school sometime. It's like, I've already put in a lot of, like, a lot of time and effort, and I'm going to get my friggin' degree. Right.
0: You always hear about those actors who are like, I was four credits shy, and yeah, then like, I... Yeah, like, that's you-
1: bullshit. Like, you just wasted a lot <laughs> of money. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to waste... You're me-
0: getting it. You're getting that degree. I'm going to get that degree, and I'm going to have that piece of friggin' paper. That's right. <laughs> and then, what's your dream gig? If the phone could ring tomorrow, or, or when you, once you get your degree... Is your dream gig in in your field, or is it more in My dream in
1: gig, wow. Um, well, I mean, I want to work for the United Nations, um, eventually.
0: That would be amazing.
1: Um, I want to work for UN Women and be, um, like, a UN ambassador to Iraq. So I guess if UN Women called me and... That would be awesome. ...wanted me to be an ambassador. A lot ambassador of people say, of I want someone. my
0: own, you know, I want my own sitcom or whatever, No,
1: no. I mean, sure, like, I, oh God, it would be great. I mean, I would love to do, you know, like, an action film or right. some, like, big blockbuster production. But, like, I don't know. I think that um, the safety and security of humans is more important right. than um, $20 million for a picture. Right.
0: When you are working and you were sort of... Out in the scene a little bit. Would you see stuff that you were like, "Whoa, I don't want to go down that road," or absolutely. you know, a lot of, yeah, absolutely. You always hear about you know younger actors, you know, going going crazy. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> is it something you observed, or was it something you noticed just like through the media, like the rest of us?
1: You know, I was really young, so it was my mom was always around, and because of the relationship that I, the relationships that I have and had with the cast right. and how protective they were. I never really felt like I was even in that vicinity of like going. You never wild. felt
0: like you were in that vulnerable place where it I could was go just young
1: way. too. I mean, it, yeah. it was like, it, I was 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So yeah. it was like, but then I think about it and I think about my life in New York now as like an, you know, as an 18, 19, 20 year old. And if I had, photographers or paparazzi following me everywhere that I went and everything that I did, I would probably be portrayed as the most wild child, crazy psychopath child actor turned like drug addict party animal. So I don't, I think that there are two sides to everything. I mean, yes, you see the few that go, you know, off the deep end, haywire, whatever. But I don't know. I think that it a lot of these things are also taken out of context. I mean, you have to understand. It's like everyone forgets what it's like to be a young person, and especially a young person. That if you're being followed around like that, you obviously are privileged in some way and live in a place where that's like a thing. So New yeah. York, L.A., London, Paris, wherever. Yeah. Um, and what would you do if you were... 18, 19, 20, and there's all of those opportunities for you to party. And, I mean, I took them. So, and I think that anyone, you know, that that is down for stuff like that would. So, but then again, I mean, it it comes down to, like, knowing your limits and being a responsible person.
0: Right.
1: You know, of just being like, well, I can party and do all of this, but I have, you know,
0: two 20-page papers due. In
1: two weeks, so I should probably start working on that and not going out.
0: What do you love about being in school? Like, do you you like the lectures? Do you like the papers? Do you like the learning things? I like... Is there a part of it that's like, this is what it's about?
1: I like just... Yeah, I really like lectures. um, But lectures on topics, obviously, that I'm more interested in. Like, I took a racial and ethnic relations class... Uh, this, this semester. And, um, I just really enjoyed my professor so much. She was so, um, happy all the time and complimentary and really wanted, you could tell that she was there to work out these issues with us and really engage in, in an argument and like a legitimate discourse. And that's, what's so amazing to me is being able to kind of talk to a professor, and take things from other classes and, and apply them to the subject matter that we were talking about now. Um, and also having that professor engage you because a lot of times I've found it's, it's all about, you know, the professor's agenda. And if you don't, you know, if, if what you're talking about or a source that you want to use isn't, really consistent with what they
0: want, you're right. They have their train. You better get on it. or
1: Then if it, if it, yeah, if it digresses from their agenda, then yeah. you're kind of just kind of pushed to the back burner. And I loved that she was so happy that we were engaging other texts and engaging other theories. And, um, and, uh, and I also just, you know, more generally it's i It's so inspiring to just hear these people talk i mean right. i would I aspire to be that edu- like that knowledgeable right um and be that intelligent at some point in my life so
0: I think what's great about you is show business isn't everything. there are some people that's it like nothing else really matters yeah. you have a lot more interest, you have a lot wider life
1: yeah i mean i I think that you know show business is just, it's, it's dangerous. I mean, it's like, if you love writing or if you love acting or if you love the art of actually doing something that's different than loving show business, if you love being famous, that's fine. But, um, I don't know if you love being famous and you're only famous for being famous, then, I just don't think that that's fulfilling because you don't really have any talent other than being famous. Right. Or you're not really good at anything other than being famous. And what does that even mean? Yeah. It's just I don't know. Fame is just not tangible, and I don't like that.
0: Yeah, you like something you can think you can. I like
1: some. I like like security and yeah. knowing of like having a job and knowing like I can if I don't fuck up, I can keep this job. Not like if some guy in you know the suits of ABC decide to cancel a show, my fate is in their hands. I don't like that.
0: Yeah. And you probably got a taste of that for sure with Ugly Betty because it was always like, are we coming back or we're moving to New York? Was there always a bit of like...
1: When we were moving to New York, it was great. I mean, that was when we were doing really, really well. I mean, the show never wasn't doing well. Yeah. It was just a... um, It was just a lot of like resentment and hatred for what we were trying to do on that show
0: from up above
1: yeah for sure they weren't having it i mean listen
0: or did or is it one of those situations where people changed and the people that loved you weren't there anymore
1: no i I think that it was just uh, um it, it went it was going to a place in in what we were talking about the subject matter um where it made people uncomfortable
0: Interesting. And Are you um, talking in relation to Justin's stuff? Yeah,
1: one hundred percent. I mean, it, it was it was such a struggle to even,
0: and it was so lovely. That's the thing. It, it was wasn't so great. In your face. It was lovely. It was
1: great. And and um, I don't think that they, I don't think that they like the fact that there was a young gay guy, another gay guy, a black woman in power, uh, a show run by a Latina woman who wasn't. You know, stereotypically thin, beautiful model, whatever. Um, the fact that we were dealing with immigration issues—you uh, know—there were a lot of things that um, made people uncomfortable. That's so interesting. Um,
0: and that's a reflection because they're things that they should be really proud of, and they should be really—they should
1: have been so lucky, yeah, to have to have that show and to have the opportunity to really. Change the way that, that the collective American public views entertainment and views society and views sexuality, race.
0: I mean, everything. So you felt like they weren't on your side. You felt like it was, you were kind I, of going I up think that them. they were com-
1: directly against us.
0: What did they want it to be? I mean, they saw the way Justin, you know what I mean? It was Justin suddenly going to, you know. I don't know. I mean, it,
1: and, and you know what? It, it happened, and you know, I think the show. Yes, it was cut short, and it was, you know, a lot of whatever backdoor bullshit. But what I will say is that the show, to this day, is still looked at as something very iconic in American pop culture, yeah. and and did something that I that transcends you know, the four years that it was actually on television. Yeah. You know, the fact that people are still talking about it, um, whether it's in this country, whether it's abroad, I mean, people are still talking about this show. Yeah. It's, um, it's
0: really loved. It's a show it's, that people and, really yeah. love.
1: And and I think yeah. that it's because everyone can identify with every single character a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they see different sides of themselves. If you want to, you know, when you're feeling confident and feeling like a bad bitch, you see Wilhelmina in yourself. And if you're, you know, if you're unsure of, you know, where life is taking you, maybe you identify with Betty, whatever. And I think that that is the legacy of the show. It's not the legacy of the show. I don't think was meant to be this, oh, it ran for 12 years. Right, yeah. I think that in the four years we did... I wish that we had more time. Right. But I think in the four years that we were all given to, to make a difference, we're going to make a statement. Yeah. I think that we definitely made a statement.
0: It's awesome. Speaking of pop culture, what are you obsessed with right now? Um, uh,
1: I mean, I recently have become obsessed with RuPaul's Drag Race for the first time in my life.
0: Are you catching up from the, from the back? or are um, you like? I watch every
1: season. <laughs> <laughs> my my best friend and I watched um every season. Six seasons in two weeks. You've binged.
0: Not just on the I season. binge watched RuPaul's
1: Drag Holy Race. Holy
0: smoke. Yeah. What does that do to a person? Um
1: you sissying that walk? I was sissying that walk. <laughs> and mean, like, snapping around. <laughs> like, okay, mama. Were you like, speaking in bad puns? Yes. Like, speaking <laughs> in bad puns and just being like, oh, Like, just yeah, all dumb of that. shit. It's so funny. That
0: show is... Amazing. Which uh, which queen would you most want to meet? Alaska Thunderfuck. Really? All right. She's my favorite. Because I'm friends with Willem. Oh, my Willem's God. She's very... one of the AA ad girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Willem has done the podcast. And it's so funny. It's my most downloaded episode because Willem, people follow him. They I love, love Willem. Willem. I think Willem He's is so
1: incredible. funny. incredible.
0: Yeah. It was so fun to see him, like, blow up like that. Um, so yeah, Alaska Thunderfuck is who you'd want to meet. For sure. You have to be a judge on that show. I would love that. Okay. I would love that. I don't I mean, have a, I know a few people, may I can sort of. Awesome. I'll see if do I can get Do what you need to up. do. I don't know. I, I, I might have a, I might have an avenue. I'm not super. <laughs> you, that'd be awesome. Yeah. No, I, I, and I also just, I
1: think before I started watching it, I mean, I've, I've always known who RuPaul was, but. I was a kind of afraid of drag queens before, yeah. you know, but, and I th- feel like that's a common thing. It's like, not that I was afraid of them, but I just was like, didn't understand, like, the performative aspect of it, I guess. And then you watch the show where it's like watching Project Runway or something and having no respect for fashion designers. And then you have to see them put outfits together in like two days. Right. You see like, what that's goes what you into see it. with RuPaul. It's like, these men. <laughs> Literally yeah. have to transform themselves, and a lot of them look like fucking women. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And RuPaul is amazing.
0: <sighs> amazing. All right. So Michel I, I to- oh my god, I yeah. c- I can go on forever about RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race. I love that. That's so good. <laughs> okay. So you picked a few questions for yeah, the observation deck. I desk. did. Let's throw them out there. Describe
1: your most unfortunate headshot. My most unfortunate <laughs> headshot was. It was, like, the first headshot that I had. I just actually saw... Oh, no. It wasn't a headshot, like, of myself. It was actually a headshot of Justin. It was so ugly. It was... Like,
0: so it was in character as It Justin. was
1: in character. Okay. And it was, like, in front of this, like, Masoni print wall. Right. And I had on this lime green sweater vest with this pink polo shirt underneath with khakis that were, like, four sizes too big. I was, like, a twelve. And I'm standing in front of this, like, blue Masoni print with my hand on my hip like this. And I'm, like, like smizing.
0: Yeah.
1: And, but you can kind of see, like, the gap in my teeth with my brace. It's so bad.
0: It's not good.
1: It's not good. Do they good. use it
0: very much? No. Okay. Good. Good thing. Well, no, because it's kind of like... You know, sometimes a publicity shot will just be in everything. Right. So it didn't haunt you. Yeah, no, much. it was.
1: It didn't haunt me for that long. Okay,
0: good. Okay, what else you got?
1: What's the coolest thing you've ever got for free? There's a lot of things that I've gotten. Most recently, I spent New Year's um, in the Mojave Desert with a bunch of my friends. And uh, there was, like, music and all of this stuff. And everyone was tent camping. And this guy came up to me. Just out of nowhere, and was just like, "Hey, um, I saw you dancing last night. Like, you're super cool. Do you want this jacket?" And it's like this Liberace shoulder padded crop, ja- like jacket. I don't even know. It was the cool. It's the coolest thing I've ever gotten. And
0: he and it has just nothing to do with the fact that you were on television. No,
1: he just walked up to me and was like, "You looked cool dancing last night." Here, I was like, "Are you serious, dude? Like, that's awesome." And then yeah, and then this other girl there like came into our tent and was like, "Here, take this crystal." She's getting all this stuff for free. It was like just burning, for like being it was like a, a human. burning
0: man adjacent. It kind was of like vibe. a
1: burning man adjacent kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, there was, but you know, there was like two hundred people right. there. We How were you 25 dancing? Miles into the desert. Well, I had on this like, I looked like um, like a I don't know. I had on uh, like overalls with like a skiing jacket and like a fur. And then I had this big scarf over my head, like like this, like a chic kind of, with like a tiara on, Um, and I was just jumping. It was a lot of look. It was a look. It was definitely (laughs) a look. It was also 19 degrees.
0: Yeah. So um, you got a layer.
1: It was it was fashion function.
0: Yeah. Everything. I love it. (laughs) I like it. Okay, cool. Okay, you got you got a couple more. Oh, I have
1: more. What's the most embarrassing CD you have in your collection? Okay.
0: If you even know what a CD is. If you, I even you know what a CD is. What's a CD? I know.
1: Um, the most embarrassing CD, wait, I definitely have, I'm going to look in my iPhone. Okay. All right. Because. Because I have all of my music on. Here, okay. Obviously. Let's see. <laughs>
0: Um, wait for it. I just downloaded some J-Lo. New J-Lo? Recent J-Lo. So good. That's not that embarrassing, but she did that New Year's Eve special where it's behind the scenes of the concert thing. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know that song. I love that song. So I downloaded a few. Oh, the most embarrassing.
1: Um... It's Kelly Pickler's self-titled album.
0: Yeah. Pick Pickler. That's that's a surprise. And Kelly
1: Pickler's self-titled album. And um, Was that her first know, album? Yeah. Okay. I still With know the all red. the words to Best Days of Your Life. Okay. Definitely. I'm I not, think
0: I have that album. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people she have that album. She had a song about some shoes. Didn't she have some... I don't wasn't know. Wasn't her big single about, like... <laughs> anyway. All right. I love that Kelly Pickler... Have you met her? She yeah. She seems fun. No, I've not met her. I, um...
1: I I mean, Yeah. Kelly Pickler. Kelly Pickler girl
0: from American Idol. Kelly Pickler from American Idol and you know all the words. I do. What's the song that I have to get from there? The Best days best of your life. Best days her. of your life. Okay. I
1: think I think Taylor Swift sings in it too.
0: Okay. I don't
1: know.
0: How do you feel about Taylor Swift?
1: Um I don't know. Good for her. She moved to New York. I know. She's all about New York now. But she's like the official greeter of New York. And she's been there like 15 minutes. And yeah, you don't live there, but <laughs> I mean well she does live there now. Yeah. But she moved into like Gandalf's apartment. I'm yeah. like, Ugh, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, you don't even know what it's like to live in New York. Right. You only know what it's like to live in New York if you're, like, hungry and live in a studio apartment that the floor is on a slant. Yeah. And you can barely afford to, like, buy your $1.50 coffee. And you have to
0: walk up five flights with your...
1: And you have to walk up five flights with your suitcases and your groceries and your laundry. And you have to take your laundry to the laundromat. Yeah. Not live in Gandalf's apartment (laughs) and
0: carry your fucking handbag (laughs) like this. But but other than that, she's awesome. <laughs> but other than that, I love her. <laughs> I think you have another request. Um, Is there one more? Yeah. What's right. the most
1: unprofessional behavior you've ever witnessed? Oh,
0: I was hoping someone would pick that. Okay. Um I don't know if I
1: want to say. You don't who have, it have to say was. who it was. Okay. Okay. You can just okay. describe okay. Cool. the scenario. Um We were shooting and it was like a long day. It was probably like eleven eleven o'clock. And um and uh, this person wouldn't come out of her dressing room for rehearsal because um, they just didn't feel it to be necessary.
0: Was this a guest star?
1: Yes. Okay. And um, and just like wouldn't just wouldn't wouldn't it come wasn't out happening. Like wouldn't come out. So, oh, um, I
0: have a guess, but I'm not gonna say.
1: Yeah, and so you know, everyone was just kind of like, "Well, I'm not doing it until the, until they come out."
0: So how did it all... It was a showdown. Um, they came out. Yeah. Finally. And so they did the rehearsal. Yeah. And then... But isn't the rehearsal part of the camera blocking? Isn't it like... That's the whole point. In other words, it's not about... They were we like, use my stand-in.
1: But like, your stand-in is not exactly
0: you. you. have to know where to move.
1: Yeah. I yeah. mean, listen, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. And then... <laughs> was everyone just like, oh... Everyone was just like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, and then and then you know the the the
0: dressing room was like trashed and thrashed and just 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 the worst. Wow! I just wrote her name on a piece of paper, and Mark he didn't not he just kind of got a glimmer in his eye. I think it might be who I think it is, <laughs> and there we go. I'm not surprised. I've interviewed this person, and no picnic. No, definitely, and this was not. early on. No, I could, I could, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, you keep waiting for (laughs) you keep waiting for the story where somebody's like, "No, you're wrong about this person." No, no, everyone is
1: right about this person. Who was your
0: favorite guest star? Who was someone that came on for an episode or two and you were like, "Oh, that was real. They're really cool."
1: Um. Oh, I met Zach Posen when he was on the show. Oh, how fun! So cool. Yeah. He was really nice. Um, I didn't like work with him or anything. I just met him like in passing, and yeah. and, um, yeah, and I got to go to his show and everything was after. that amazing Because so cool. yeah.
0: you share Justin's interest in
1: fashion yeah and stuff like yeah that. i um I used to go to fashion week like every season, but now I feel like I don't go anymore just because it's like a lot of designers or like i don't know there's just a lot of criticism about yeah. like people that are at Fashion Week that don't need to be there, yeah, um, the kind of miscellaneous right slew of people that like. Go and buy T by Wang and wear yeah. it like
0: stupid. <laughs> <laughs> What's something you wish would come back in? Is there something you like, oh I love that. I wish it would come back in. Wish it would come back in. I, I just would, wear like, whatever I like. So I, like I t- mean t- it's
1: like I don't really know. I mean I know that overalls are like back in. Right. But I still like when I wear because I just got a pair and I just again and whenever I wear them I get like like kind
0: of like a confused
1: yeah. look. But I am in L.A. When I go back to New York, if that's going to be the real test. It's like, if I get weird looks for what I'm wearing in New York, then there's something really wrong with it. <laughs>
0: real? Oh, there's something wrong. I thought... That because they... if,
1: if you get weird looks in New York, where it's like, you can anything wear goes. whatever you want, yeah. then you know that you're like, not trendy and not in, yeah. in, in, in style.
0: Apart from seeing friends and family, when you come to L.A., are there things you like to do? Like, I have to go eat here, or I remember I used to love this place or that place. Um,
1: I... Probably binge eat in and out for, like, a good, like, three days. And then... That's what a hamburger's all about. (laughs) Just, like, a number one animal style with a chocolate milkshake. Fries? Yeah, animal style burger and fries. I forget what animal style means. It's, like, grilled onions and cheese and Thousand Island. Yeah. It's, like, spread. With the bun. With the bun, yeah, yeah, on the
0: burger. And the, there's sometimes when they don't do the bun or whatever. That's not. That's a style. that's um. That's bullshit so. yeah, that's, that's bullshit, bullshit like. style is what it is.
1: <laughs> um, and then I go. To, I have to go to Katsuya when okay. I come here. The one in Studio City, right? Because that's my favorite one. Nice. And um, I don't do this every time. I don't think I've ever gone to Six Flags, but I went to Six Flags the other day with my friends, and it was so much fun.
0: With the, are you good on roller coasters? Can you roll with I them? didn't
1: know I was until yeah, on Tuesday. You loved it. I, I'm usually not good with roller... I mean, yeah. I was really scared, but I was pretending not to be scared because I was like, well, like, I don't want to look like, like, you know, like yeah. a bitch. Like, I don't yeah. want to <laughs> look like... Like, oh, I can't get on this roller coaster, guys. I'm too scared right. and be, like, sitting on the side. Yeah, no, you have
0: to go... You have So to be I had in to do win. it. And every time you go, there's, like, some new crazy one that does this and that. There's this new one that just came out. It's called Full
1: Throttle. And it's the the highest loop in the world.
0: And you're upside down. And they
1: shoot you. (laughs) We were in the front, too. So dumb. They shoot you forward. You go, like, zero to, like, 80 in, like, three seconds or some, like, crazy shit. And you go straight up into the loop. And you're, like, going over the loop. And it goes, it's so high that you go so slow that you feel like you're you're going to fall fall backwards. yeah. And I opened my eyes when we were going over, and we're, like, hanging over like this, and you can just see how far up uh, oh you gosh. are. And you go down, and then you go around another loop, then you stop, and then you go backwards, and then you go forward. Oh, my God. I felt like I was going to throw up when yeah, I Yeah, I'm nauseous
0: just hearing the description. But it
1: was awesome. Good.
0: You love it. So now you're <laughs> a Six Flags fan. I am. Okay. All right. Last question. Um, how would you describe this time in your life?
1: Scary, confusing... Um, but interesting, I, I've been trying to embrace the, the setbacks or the issues that I'm having just because, I don't know, it's, it's easy to feel like, you know, you need to have your life figured out, but then taking a step back and being like, wait, I'm 20 years old. Right. My life is not even close. You know, I don't even really know who I am fully yet. So, uh. Yeah, it's it's scary and it's confusing.
0: And do you have um, a fake ID? Of course. Is <laughs> <laughs> is a good one? It's a it's a good song. It's a great one. one. Yeah, it's great. Good. It All right. Does the trick. Does the trick. I'm not going to tell
1: anyone my name on it.
0: Yeah, I didn't. Uh, oh, it's not your own name. No. Well, I mean, it's it's my
1: name, but it's not like spelled correctly. I, I guess. See.
0: All right. It's a twist. I kind of cut off your more ruminating <laughs> thought with my question. No, it's fine. Question. I don't even know
1: where I was going yeah. with that. It's just, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to honor how...
0: I like your socks. I decided that 2015 was going to be the year of sassy socks. The year of sassy socks. So I'm not wearing them now. But they're like, oh, those are like purple and light blue and they're um, marijuana leaves. Yes, they are. I just had a nasty medical marijuana uh, experiment. What it do you mean? I tried it because I thought it For the first time ever? I'd never really done it. Okay. And I did not... You didn't like mm, it. It did not agree with me. Wow. Yeah, I did some little tiny edible bite, and I was like... Oh, see, no. See,
1: that's what's... You have to, like, vape or something for the first time, or, like, just smoke out of, like, a pipe or something. Yeah, I
0: might revisit it another time.
1: Edibles are just... You can't... Because you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. Like, edibles knock me out. Yeah. Or just make me really, really, like, dumb and silly. Yeah.
0: This
1: was not good. Um, it was not good. I, was, I, did no. time, I did
0: a little time traveling. I was watching you did. The, I was watching TV, I was watching the Colbert report. It was the middle it was late at night. I couldn't sleep. And I knew the end of the joke before we got to it. It was like it was <laughs> Did like, you smoke DMT? I don't or know, did you what take an edible? Like I'm a light like I can't do any of that stuff. Oh my goodness. But yeah, it's so weird. Oh, I thought of another question. Okay. I, I always say last question is not the last question. Um, when, what's it like to date now when people, some people might know who you are, they don't know who you are. Is it, does it matter? Does that make a difference Um, when you're meeting
1: new people? You know, it's, it's actually really strange because I, I wasn't dating for a really long time because I was just like caught up on this one guy that just like, you know, didn't really like me that much. Oh, they're the best. I was like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Um, but now I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually seeing, seeing someone and, um, I really like him and he really Yay. likes me. In New York? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I love that. It's great. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's nice. I mean, it's, it's really straight It's really foreign to me. Um, like the whole dating Right. thing. I'm just, like, the least flirtatious person. Like, it's... My friends always tell me, like, how uncomfortable it is to watch me try to, like, be
0: flirtatious with someone. <laughs> Your friends who are... When they're not doing that, they're Googling... Yeah, uh, my friends are 2007. awesome. <laughs> um...
1: <laughs> but it's just, like, yeah, they're just, like, it's so awkward to see... But, I mean, they're also very awkward, so whatever. So, yeah. Some of them. But, yeah, so I... I you don't feel like you... They, I'm not a very flirtatious person, and right. I'm not a very, um... I guess physically affectionate person. Like I, I'm. I hate like PDA, and I just don't like any of that. And it's really great that you know John. That John. Uh, 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 what's what's his name? John. Yeah. Um. You know that we just like we hang out, and it's and it's nice, and it's you know I don't I don't feel really pressured to uh, to be anything that i'm not right. or like try to be interested in things just because like for the sake of being interested in them it's like we just hang out and like watch parks and recreation and like
0: yeah
1: it's good eat and s- drink and smoke, wi- smoke wine smoke wine smoke wine smoke wine drink and smoke finally wine finally somebody Jeez. that understands
0: your wine God. smoking <laughs> Finally. Alright. I'm happy for you. That's awesome. Thank you. Good for you. It's been so fun to talk to you. you too. I'll tell folks to go see um the, the Iraqi movie go White Bird in a Blizzard. And you can get it on Rent iTunes. Rent it on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and good luck with school and everything thank you're up you. to. This has been a real pleasure. Do, yes. do you like people to follow you on Twitter? Do yeah. That sure. stuff going on? Okay, what are your handles? Uh, my
1: handle for Twitter is at Farkin um, it's Mark just with an F and my Instagram handle is Mark and Delicato. Why FARC and FARC, what FARC? FARC. My friends call me FARC. Really? Why? Um, I don't know, but it's kind of weird because I think it's endearing. It's endearing? Yeah. I don't know because like the FARC in Colombia is like a violent revolutionary group. My roommate is from Colombia. Okay.
0: So that's a little weird. Right. And it's, one, <laughs> it's one letter al- away from Fart, which is also a little, which is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna lie. All right, well, it's lovely meeting you, Fark, and uh, <laughs> thank you. Follow him and enjoy all his stuff. And It's been a real pleasure. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to the delightful Mark and Delicato. I kind of want to be him when I grow up, if possible. Um, Going a time machine. I don't know how that works, but um, before I let you go, um, you know, last week I started that new segment called "So This Happened." So. So this happened, I went to a screening of Gone Girl, because you know I love a Q&A screening in award season, and it was the night before the Oscar nominations came out, and David Fincher was there, and Gillian Flynn, who wrote the screenplay, was there, adapted it from her own book, and it was a good thing it was the night before the Oscars, because Gone Girl only ended up getting one nomination for Rosamund Pike. So um, I got a question in, and what I noticed is, this is the second time I've seen the movie, And there was a lot more laughter in the audience than the first time I experienced it. And I asked both of them what they've observed about what audiences laugh at, where the laughter comes, because there's a lot of darkly funny stuff in the movie, but it's not jokey, obviously. And um, they sort of talked about the difference of that. And Fincher talked about one audience that was really fascinating. Um, It was early on when they first screened it for, uh, I don't know, people at, at the studio. I don't know where it was. It was sort of an internal screening But there were men and women there, and when... Oh, this is a spoiler. Oh, shit. If you haven't heard it, turn off your ears for the next ten seconds. Um, Early on, when it's revealed that uh, uh, Affleck's got a hot young piece on the side, um, all the men leaned forward, and all the women leaned back. Like pissed off, and he said it was fascinating, so anyway, um, I'm glad I saw that the night before the Oscar nominations, the Oscar nominations bummed me out, because a lot of my favorites got shut out, Nightcrawler, Force Majeure, Life Itself, Aniston, like, I don't know, I thought I was, I thought I had, like, my finger on the pulse, and I did not, but uh, anyway, oh, and so this happened, I did go to Vanessa Williams, I did it, I got my friend Denise, we got the cheap balcony tickets, it was so effing great. First of all, Vanessa sounds fantastic and she looks fantastic and she has a good sense of humor. She did a little patter before she sang Colors of the Wind. She goes, you know, I, uh, back in the day, I sang a Disney ballad. Uh, of course that was before, let it go, let it go, came and took over everything. She sort of made a dig on, let it go. Then she sang the shit out of Colors of the Wind. Um, and then before going in, I predicted that Save the Best for Last would be her final encore because A, it's her biggest hit, and B, kind of in the title, Save the Best for Last. Like, you can't not do it for the final encore, right? Wrong. I also said I would eat my hand if she didn't do that. So, I was wrong. Vanessa threw us a curveball. And she came out, she sang Save the Best for Last, took her final bow, and then for her encore, she did this sort of salsa-flavored number that I happen to love called Betcha Never. She changed into a little silver mini, because she still got it, and she tore it up Latin style. So then I ate my hand, and it was still a great diet. So I'm having a Vanessa Sance and uh, you're welcome to... To jump in on that, I'm also still into Glee, so fuck you if you're not. I don't care. I don't need. I don't need anybody to love it. I'm just in. I like it when the kids sing. I'm already a little sad that they're going to stop singing soon, so I'm going to stop singing now. Thanks again for listening. Check out uh, dennisanyone.net. Like me on Facebook. Thanks, Mark and Delicato, and uh, we'll see you next time on Dennis Anyone. Oh, P.S. I took a picture of Mark with the lamp that he took from Ugly Betty, and it is posted under his podcast on dennisanyone.net. Check it out.